see a lot of, you know, lower, and, and that's really a class issue, and, and race does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Welcome back, guys. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs, and we have special guest with us, Tiffany Brown. Ooh, hello, everyone. I love your jacket. <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you for having me. No, Morning, thank Tiffany. you. Tiffany, you came on the show how many times? Once before? Once. I felt like it was like three times. But yeah, we have... Maybe one day. Right. (laughs) Right. No, no. You'll definitely be back. So like FYI, guys, Stanley's not here. Jackie's not here. But the show must go on because we've been sipping lemonade and we have a lot to talk about, right? I actually drank lots of lemonade last night. (laughs) And with with something like some vodka in it or something? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did you do that in honor of Beyonce? Um, I mean, me me and Alexis were having a little Beyonce listening party last night while we were pre-gaming. And then we went out and we were like, you have to play Beyonce and Prince, but we didn't hear Beyonce, but we definitely heard Prince. Okay. Nice. See, Alyssa's always doing the fun stuff, right? And I always tell Selena to come out with me, and she never does. I didn't get the invite last night, and I was doing something. Yeah. Where was I? I was in the Bronx. <laughs> I was in the Bronx. It was Yeah, I had a fun time. Okay, so guys, first question for you, just one word. If you could describe Lemonade, right, your initial reaction to Lemonade in one word, what would it be? I gotta do one word? Just one word, really quickly. Don't think about it. What was your what, one word? It was black. Black. <laughs> I and I say it. that in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> Tiffany. Girl. One no. word. Girl. 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 Okay. <laughs> Girl. I love it. So <laughs> my reaction was scary. Right. Like that was how I would describe it. And I was literally, I even made a snap about it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared. I felt like it was very dark. It was gothic. Beyonce, I didn't know if Beyonce was a zombie or a ghost in many parts. And then I'm like, you know, she's portraying a scorned woman who went through every emotion after being betrayed and cheated on by her husband. And I was like, well, Beyonce did it again, right? Everyone is talking about her new art album and the fact that she is a marketing genius. So Lemonade is Beyonce's sixth album. She dropped an hour-long film that premiered on HBO on April 23rd, and it's been days, and we're still sipping Lemonade. Um, It's only available on Tidal, right, because her and Jay-Z need to make that money. And you can also purchase it on iTunes. More than likely, it'll be on Apple Music and Spotify in some time. But... Both the film and the music reflects and focuses on race, the experience of black women, infidelity and rage. I think that's why I was just like, oh, my God, Beyonce, this is scary. But you know what? It was it was in a good way because she was really like just um, tapping in and channeling that that rage that she had. Um Apparently, any woman would have if you've been cheated on. So there are many parts um, when in Lemonade where Beyonce also pays an ode to black arts and culture. Like, she goes beyond the history of black Americans and the challenges that marginalized black people still face today. If you look closely, there are so many large influences, symbols, and imagery of African tribalism and cultural practice. There's even... um. 
a, a strong influence from Somali poet um, Warsan, who served as the African influence, um, who served as the African influence in this aspect. The fact that her, her poems were adapted in a lot of the album and you hear Beyonce reciting that spoken word. Then you have the fact that Beyonce and her black dancers were re- wearing traditional African and African-American hairstyles. Like she definitely had the cornrows. Her, um, her dancers were rocking like afros and I loved it. And I was like, Kim Kardashian, like Kardashians, this is where it started from. Like when I was a little girl, I had to get cornrows. It wasn't it wasn't even something cute. Like I, I remember when I was little, I'd be like, Mom, why can't I wear my hair out? Like, why can't mm-hmm. I wear it like my friends? And she was like, um, she she really had difficulty explaining it, but you know, she was just like, Well, you know, one day you will, but she didn't want to perm my hair that early and have my hair break out. So I think that, you know, if I was a little girl now and I saw Beyonce rocking those same cornrows that I went through pain to put in my hair like once a week, I would feel a little different. So I was really happy that, you know, she was really just um, channeling her roots like that. And this is something you don't see necessarily from a mainstream pop artist. Right. So besides the tributes to, you know, African culture and Nigeria and African religions, things that we typically call like voodoo and black magic but is very spiritual and has like a lot of roots to your ancestry and it celebrates women um you know this is what she's doing and on top of that she's also tackling the themes of love lust desire betrayal pain empowerment and she's doing it with such boldness something that we have not seen to this level degree um pretty much she just took it to the next level and then she talks about her her jealousy and her rage and it's powerful that she's able to translate all of these messages and like one body of art right i mean powerful is another word i think that describes that and i definitely want to get your reaction um, you know, what, what, like in, in more than one word, what was your reaction? Yeah, so I have twofold on that. One about, you know, just personal airing of personal grievances. I was surprised how much of her personal life Beyonce put out there for other people. And obviously it's it's music and, you know, you don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, she didn't like give exact details like, hey, Jay cheated on me with this girl. But like she gave you enough about her personal life, especially for Beyonce, who like doesn't often talk to the press. A lot of people doesn't give interviews, stuff like that. On the other note, to get back to what I said in the one word answer about it being black, to me, it showed that Beyonce really has no F's left to give anymore because... (laughs) When Beyonce first came out, it was like she did what was mainstream, right? She did a lot of pop hits, a lot of stuff that would like play in the club, that would play on the radio, stuff that would reach like a wider audience. And now I feel like Beyonce's gotten to the point where she's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm making an album that reflects my blackness and because I'm beyond caring about you know, needing to reach this white audience. And if they don't like it, too bad. And if they like it, great. I'm glad to have them listen to it. But if you're going to get offended about it, like those people did around the Super Bowl, then she doesn't care. And now she's in a position where she doesn't have to care because she's already made her money, like having to play into that in the in the past. No, so, yeah, Tiffany? For me, when I say girl, it was just like Beyonce, you took it to the next level. And we always kind of expecting that because it's Beyonce, whether, whether it was the surprise album or, you know, whether, her, you know, she's just dropping something that we were not expecting. But for me, I feel like Beyonce was always black, you know. <laughs> she she never stopped being black. I did think she made music that made, you know, white folks comfortable. But in this album, from start to finish, you clearly saw that, you know, it wasn't that she was, like, now proud of her black heritage. She was just, I feel like. With Black Lives Matter, everything that's been happening, and we're seeing that, you know, a lot of people, like, you know what, like, 
I don't care what white people say. I'm going to live my truth as a black person, as a marginalized person. And I think this album really reflected that. And I was like doing some research on it. You know, not those quick like hot takes that we see on Twitter or Facebook and just like the landscaping that she chose when she had the um, young women sitting in the trees and they, they were saying that it was on a plantation. I was like, Beyonce was going deep. She had some sociologists mm-hmm. on her team. She had some <laughs> girls that majored in urban studies, yes. Africana <laughs> studies. She was like, listen, we going deep for this album. And I feel like every from the from the hairstyles to what they were wearing to, like I said, the landscape, it all was very personal to what, you know, being black in America is or just being, you know, being from the black diaspora. So for me, like that album was like spiritual. It was like I needed a healing. And like that's what she gave to us. And the way she ended with the mothers of, you know, of the victims of police brutality, it was just like she's not letting you white folks forget <laughs> that these mothers are in pain, these families are in pain, that this is a real thing that's happening in the black America, especially in the United, in the United States. So we have to talk about these issues. And if you feel uncomfortable, you have to deal with that uncomfortableness. Why are you uncomfortable? And it can't be just, you know, you have to sit down and shut up and do what we're used to as Piers Morgan would like her to do. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, I mean, even just looking at, like you pointed out some of the imagery, but and I know you did also, but even like just the the way that the film was woven together, it reminded me of something that Michael Jackson would have done. And we don't see a lot of that. I know Selena and I were talking about that on Thursday. We don't see a lot of that anymore, like a full length kind of feature where people just are like wowed by it and it's out there and it's got imagery and it's got symbolism and you know it's got all the things that you already mentioned so I thought that was really interesting about it there's also this issue of the surprise album and the surprise release and that is really a nature more of the internet generation Um, and you used to need a lot of marketing when you're going to release an album and now the best way to do it sort of is just to let social media market it itself so um, on that note, I'm going to actually switch gears for a second. So one of the main themes in uh, in Lemonade was infidelity, um, and it, it reoccurs throughout the entire the entire. Um, I want to say we'll call it. Are we going to call it a visual album and obviously musical accompaniment? So the question for you guys is: What message does Beyonce send about infidelity in this album, and how does that message resonate with you, Selena? Um, so I think that what Beyonce did brilliantly is channel. The pain that women feel when it comes to being betrayed and especially black women. And the reason why she did that, the reason why I say especially black women is because that line when she says Becky with the good hair. And mind you, I have I'm good. I have a editorial coming out that's going to be called Becky with the good hair is a woman that all black women know. Okay, so look out for that and let your voice be heard. And the reason why is because when it comes to like colorism and institutionalized racism, um, what colorism has done, it has like pitted us against each other. Right. So if you're lighter skinned versus darker skinned, like society always says, like if you're black, you already have five strikes against you. But if you're darker, if your hair is um, kinkier, then it's even worse. And I think that when Beyonce points out that not only did you cheat, but you cheated on Becky, which is a euphemism for white women. Plies said that back in the two thousand, like 2007, when he came out with that song, Give Me My, Give Me That Becky. So he said you cheated with Becky with the good hair. She's implying that not only did you make me feel less than by cheating on me in general but you did it with a woman that has eurocentric features like it's it's a basically you're saying that i'm not as good as that woman who looks more white 
That's what she was saying. That's an interesting point because I don't know the Superhead, who who's a, a, <laughs> a <laughs> yes, yeah, wrote an article yesterday uh, that a lot of people are talking about, yep. and she says that like we every all women are Becky. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been a Becky, and every woman's been a Beyonce. And she she goes, and I'm not saying I agree with her or disagree with her. You guys can react, but she said that Becky's not necessarily a white woman. Just Becky's just somebody that like your man is cheating on you with, and every woman has the ability to be a Becky, but every woman also has the, the ability to be a Beyonce, meaning you could be the girl cheating or you could be the girl getting cheated on. I kind of have that same uh, take. When she said Becky with the good hair, I didn't immediately think that she was talking about a white woman. I just kind of felt like she used that word as, you know, like a youth minister, just, just throw it out there and be provocative. But in terms of infidelity, I think what I really appreciate about this album is that she showed anger. Yeah. And I thought, you know, anytime you see black women you know, angry is always like they're so angry. They got attitude. They're bitter. They're this, that, and the third. And for Beyonce to show that type of emotion, especially when we're not used to seeing her in that capacity, it was like, that's real. I think anger is a real emotion and it should be expressed more, you know, and in a safe way, you know, in a healthy way. Because I think we live in a society where we think if you're angry or you're upset, like something's wrong with you and, you know, not and you're not really dealing with the issue at hand. I think every woman has dealt with infidelity. And when you talk about like black women, I think, you know, a lot of times black women get pooped on all the time when it comes to infidelity. And everyone's like, well, whatever. It is what it is. And I think Beyonce is like, though, this is a real emotion. But I also appreciate that, you know, it wasn't the infidelity where, you know, you get cheated on, you break up and stuff and you're upset. But um, also that you can have like, you know, go into forgiveness for it. You know, and it, you saw that like full circle that like, I'm gonna be angry. I'm gonna make your life miserable for a couple months, but I'm gonna forgive you. But you're gonna you're gonna have some tough time getting to that forgiveness. Absolutely. And we're actually going to talk about the forgiveness mm-hmm. aspect later on in the segment. I just wanted to point out before we take a quick break, uh, you mentioned the thing about colorism. Another big thing that's mm-hmm. that was uh, going on on the uh, interweb yesterday was this whole thing about Little Kim. Now, apparently oh, yeah. looking very white, which we can talk about more during this segment and also during the News Roundup particularly. But it's interesting that you you make that comment yep. about uh, the colorism and this whole controversy also surrounding the Little Kim's changing appearance uh, that also happens to in the news on your note about anger I totally agree my favorite track on the entire album is Don't Hurt Yourself which is the song where she explicitly expresses anger and I think it's great and it's a lead in into our next topic which is feminism which is a lot of times women are not allowed to express anger if they do they're called jealous or crazy which is also a theme she explores in one of the other songs Mm -hmm. on that note we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about feminism black empowerment and forgiveness And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs and Tiffany Brown. Um, guys, if you are le- tuning in and you want to chime in, you can call us up at 212-650-6903. You can also tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. And I just want to throw it out there. So I tweeted like a lot of my friends, what was the word that you would use, that one word you would use to describe lemonade because that's what we're talking about right now and people said flawless 
powerful and flawed i said scary but i gave some context behind that so you get it right but yeah so i'm gonna just throw it back to um Alyssa because you said we were gonna be talking about feminism yeah so actually that's a great uh place to start the song that you were just hearing is six inch heels which is a song that weekend is on and one of the lyrics that uh you just heard was she already made enough but she'll never leave which essentially is to say that even though she's made a lot of money she's gonna keep doing her thing she's gonna do what's best for her and that's a really uh, another big theme throughout this album which is feminism so the next question I'm going to put out for the panel is do you think that this album spoke to the modern feminist movement and if so how so and we'll start with Tiffany on that question um, I kind of feel like it depends on who you're asking if you were paying attention to the interwebs you know black Twitter especially the black feminist Twitter they loved it you know I definitely think it speaks to the modern age of feminism where you are claiming your agency and you say you know I can't be Beyonce and I can swing around that lamp pole and wear my six-inch heels on Saturday. And then I could walk into a boardroom on Monday morning. And it was this cool shirt that I saw. It was like uh, Coretta and Cardi B. And for me, I feel like that's what this album explores, that you could be every aspect of a woman. You don't have to be in a box. You don't have to be in a particular category. And I think Beyonce shows that. You know, she showed the hurt side. She showed the angry side. So I definitely think, in terms of feminism, I think this is an album that you could definitely say speaks to the modern feminist who definitely wants to talk about, you know, owning your agency, not, you know, being uh, tied to a particular group or category and exploring all aspects of yourself and not just being limited just based off, you know, patriarchal standards. I absolutely agree with Tiffany. I mean, um, I think that, you know, a big part of feminism is having a choice, right? And a lot of uh, one of the themes that I keep seeing and reading about is um, having the agency to have to make choices and not to be put in a box. Like last week we had Tracy G on the show and she was talking about her um, her mantra, she's beauty and the beast, meaning that you can be more than one side. You don't have to just portray this imagery. And I was also reading this other activist who was like, you know what? It's time for us to stand up for black women. The ones you call ratchet, the ones you call thoughts, the one that you call educated, the ones that you call like, it doesn't matter what these labels are. Like we just need to be, you just need to be a woman and especially a black woman. So, you know, when it comes to feminism, yeah, I think that all feminists can definitely take some parts of Lemonade and apply it to their lives. But I think that the album was dedicated and pays tribute to black women. And it just so happens that if you are white and you're watching, you can relate. But it's it's very much about black women. I think that's correct. But I also think it does speak to women more generally. And and yes, I think it speaks directly to black women. But I also think there are themes in there that speak to all women. For example, um, the one of the last lyrics on Don't Hurt Yourself is, if you try this word I can't say on the radio again, <laughs> you're going to lose your wife. And that is sort of like, and then in the in the so next song on the track, Sorry, she's like, I'm not sorry. I'm going to go do my thing. Like, I'm not waiting around for you. You're out with Becky. And you know what? I'm moving on. If you're not going to, if you're not going to come be with me, then I'm going to go to the next you know, other word I can't say on the radio and um, and on to the next one. And so I think that's something that speaks to all women, not just black women. And, you know, so there definitely are themes throughout the album that speak directly to the black feminist movement, but also themes throughout the album that tell women like, you know, you don't have to stick around with some guy that's cheating on you at the same time. And I know we're going to get to this later, so I don't want to skip too far ahead. She's also saying like, you know, 
if you love somebody, like you also have the willingness to to forgive them if you want to stay with them. And we're going to get to that later on in the segment. If you have a question or comment, give us a call at 212-650-6903. And, you know, speaking of feminism and black feminism, we're going to move right along to our next topic, which is actually black empowerment. So as Selena's already pointed out, and we've spoke about already during this segment, Beyonce paid tribute to both African-American women and to African women in Lemonade. Uh, What lyrics images and symbols suck out to you why and why do you think those are so important and we'll start with selena on this one (laughs) (laughs) um right so i have been doing so much research on yoruba lately and you know guys i'm just catching up because you know from my understanding she was paying a large tribute to this and i'm going to finish my comment in a minute but uh, tiffany you can just answer the question really quickly. Yeah, jump in right now. Um, for me, I felt like I was ready for the revolution. As soon as I finished hearing the album, <laughs> I was like, Beyonce, we out. Let's do this. Like, that's what I felt. And I felt like men and women should have walked away from that album feeling the same way. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right about the the issue about men. I mean, I think men should have walked away with that being like, you know what? Women are powerful and African-American women are powerful. And like, as Selena points out, like, you know, you can't just refer to women um, and also, you know, like to black women as different types of names and call mm-hmm. them this and like expect to have respect for them. Because that's like not only is that disrespectful to women in general, like that's disrespecting your own heritage, your own culture to treat black women like that. Selena? Um, we actually have Miss Deborah on the line who would like to let her voice be heard about the Beyonce album. Miss Deborah? Hi. Uh, I felt that it, it represented black women. If white women, if that's something that they feel the same way about, then fine. But it's not necessary for you to drop something or to take someone else and to have to incorporate something. Because when other people create things about their culture, they don't tell you that this is that. You know what it is because you're looking at it and you see what it is. And she's trying to tell you something. If it applies to you, then fine. If it doesn't, that's fine too. But there are too many facets. There are too many facets that do not represent white females in this this particular uh, genre. I, I definitely agree with that sentiment, Ms. Deborah, and we thank you for calling in. Guys, if you have a question or a comment about Lemonade, you can call us up at 212-650-6903. And another thing that Beyonce was really speaking to was, um, like I was saying, was um, Yoruba. So in the song Sorry, Daddy's Little Girl, Love Drought, and Forward, she's paying tribute to this West African religion and spirituality. Um, and you can see it in her costumes, and you can also see it in the fact that she's portraying like a um you could say like a, a spirit or a goddess named Oshun. Now this is the spirit of um, the river. She she represents uh, water. <coughs> excuse me, water, love, beauty, sensuality. She's a protector of children. She's a leader of powerful women, and she's also known for wearing honey yellow. So when Beyonce is opening up those two doors in that beautiful honey yellow dress, and you see all of that water coming, just coming like just coming out of the doors, she's portraying Oshun in the flesh and basically another aspect of Ushun is she was also scorned right and one of the one of the big things that um 
make her so notable is the fact that she was vindictive. She had a vindictive temper and sinister smile whenever she was wrong. So that's why you see Beyonce smiling, laughing, and dancing as she's smashing store windows, cars, and cameras with a baseball bat. She is Ushun in the flesh. And I know that Azealia Banks um, was tweeting about that at first because I think that she practices Yoruba and she was saying like, wow, this has witchcraft written all over it. She is portraying this this, this goddess. I mean, um, Azealia Banks calls it witchcraft and not everyone will call that they'll say like this is just my religion this is my spirituality but if you didn't know that like how often do you see african tribalism being portrayed by a mainstream artist in such a large with such a large audience never right like i would have never even looked this up no Um, that's true that's true absolutely tiffany you want to respond to that no it's I completely agree with everything that um, Selena is saying. And it's so true. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this album, just it was so in-depth. It took us to places that we didn't even know that was in Beyonce. And that's what I'm saying. Every time Beyonce drops something, she's going to give us something, a new part of herself. We're going to take it to another level that she's challenging you as a listener. She's challenging all these other artists out there. Because, like you said, we didn't do this research. I would have never known about Oshun and, like, what she meant, you know, to the people of that other tribe. So it's so interesting that she was able to get to that point. And there was this old clip of a Beyonce that was watching on CNN. And she was like, you know, it's great that I can sell, like, you know, 20 million plus albums. But I want to be a legend. I want to be an icon. And, like, Lemonade is definitely making her a legend and an icon. Definitely. I mean, like, for, uh, like I'll give you another example of this. You mentioned Daddy's Little Girl. I mean, this song is really jazz. It's really mm-hmm. Southern. It's really got a Southern feel. It's almost borderline into country, but sort of like that country. country, that country j- where country and jazz sort of in- mix. That's sort of out of the ordinary pop realm for Beyonce, um, but it's tapping into that like Southern roots that she's coming from and her experience of growing up in Texas, growing up in the South, having one parent who you know was from Louisiana. Louisiana and one parent who was from, although I think her father is from Alabama, if I'm not mistaken, because I was looking that up the other day when I wanted to find out more information about her and her dad being estranged. I think he's originally from Alabama. That's what she say, my daddy, Alabama. Yeah. My mama, and from yeah, Louisiana, and she was raised in Texas. So I think it's not just, uh, you know, African roots, as you point out, but there's also a lot of Southern African American um, culture in that, which is great because a lot of times, sometimes when you think of the South, like if you're like they're I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to explain this. I think of, like a lot of time when I think of the South, I think of just like a very racist culture. I mm-hmm. feel like I see a bunch of like, for lack of a better term, like redneck white people like driving around, like waving Confederate flags and like just really racist image images. And so for her to like sort of flip that on its head and be like, I'm going to use Southern images, but I'm going to use ones that like are empowering to black people that, yeah, I'm going to take things from slavery, but I'm also going to use them in a positive aspect. I thought that that was so interesting how she was able to sort of like flip that on right. her side. Selena? Yeah, unlike Kanye, who was walking around with the Confederate flag in his apparel a few years ago. I don't know what that was about, <laughs> but that wasn't empowering Kanye. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I mean, um, another thing that I just wanted to bring up was in Don't Hurt Yourself. That song was really, really powerful. That's a song where she actually plays a clip from Malcolm X's mm-hmm. 1962 speech, Who Taught You to Hate Yourself, where he proclaims that the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Those words are so powerful. And I'm so happy that Beyonce, you know, she she sort of gave us a teaser with the formation performance she did at the Super Bowl where she was wearing yep. the Malcolm 
acts like apparel. I mean, the Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, party apparel with her dancers, um, and then just putting that those putting that speech into the song, and it's like it's so true though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there was definitely. I love the spoken word. the The clips that she picked were definitely picked to have an impact. You pointed out the Somali poet Malcolm X, and even like her own voiceovers of different things. All everything, like everything in that video, meant something. Like there wasn't anything that didn't. Even in Hold Up, when she smashes mm-hmm. the camera, if you're looking really closely, it says N O P D, which is New Orleans Police Department. Oh, so wow. literally everything wow. in there was meant to have that. a symbol and that. to have a. Reason and go back and watch it again. <laughs> You'll it see again. it when she takes out the bat, which even if you notice on the bat, it says hot sauce. Yes. So I like that. literally every piece, every detail was calculated, was thought out, was meant to mean something. On that note, I want to get to our last topic before we end this segment. And the last topic is forgiveness. So obviously, uh, as we've mentioned sort of throughout this segment, towards the end of Lemonade, the last song, uh, which we played for you and we can play it again, she forgives Jay-Z. She takes him back. And even the lyrics to that song, she says, you know, other people want to touch you and kiss you, but, like, I want to be with you. Give me some time to trust you, to gain my trust back, and, like, we can be together. And so I wanted to bring up the concept of forgiveness and what it ask you guys what you thought about the end of Lemonade. Um, what do you thought think about her taking uh, Jay-Z back? A lot of people have said, like, no, girl, like, she should have been, like— nope see you later like that would have been the more feminist thing to do and other people have said no like the the feminist thing to do is to do what empowers you the most even if that means getting back to together with him so i wanted to get your guys reactions to that tiffany um for me i feel like i have an interesting take on like forgiveness because i don't necessarily think forgiveness always requires like closure with the person or you know you find yourself back with that person but in the concept of what beyonce is doing like you know relationships and especially marriages are hard right they take work they take work and you go through trials and tribulation I think what she was trying when I said earlier what she was trying to convey is like you know I'll forgive you but I'm going to put you through everything I'm going to put you through it all and I can appreciate that because that, I think that does speak to uh, what a lot of women go through where it's like you be you're pissed off you're angry and everything in you is telling you not to forgive this person but for whatever reason you're going to forgive this person you're going to try to work towards you know becoming a healthy and better and stronger marriage and if that's going to be your decision that's your decision we have to respect it you know in terms of feminism and as you know your own empowerment because at the end of the day you have to sleep with that person at night you have to raise a family with this person so I can understand why you know forgiveness especially when it comes to infidelity you know it's so common and I will never bash mm. a woman or you know critically judge a woman for doing so you know because at the end of the day you have to live with that decision for the rest of your life but I also want you know to just understand that when you do forgive someone you have to make sure that you're actively working towards you know a new foundation that if you're going to forgive a person you're not going to always bring it up you're not going to live in the past and I think that's where it always breaks down when you forgive a person but you didn't really forgive them because you're still angry and you're hurt and you need to take time to let that hurt go and work through that pain well I think that's such an interesting point because of the fact it's the last song on the album mm-hmm. and the so many songs before that she lets out sort of some of that hurt some mm-hmm. of that pain yep. so that she could get to that place of forgiveness Selena mm-hmm. um so the thing is I'm so glad that Beyonce talked about forgiveness and obviously she's talking about it in the context of forgiving a cha- a spouse who's committed a marital affair right or cheated or um, some act of infidelity but I think that forgiveness is so powerful and there's so much strength in forgiveness um, in general no matter who has hurt you or, or scarred you because the thing is if you don't forgive that other person and truly like let that go you become that and a lot of times like if you 
you know, whatever trauma you experience in your life, whether you're it's at a child, a child or a first relationship, like or your first love, um, what, what happens is you start to adapt those same like tendencies, right? You become, especially if you were abused, a lot of times you'll become the abuser. Um, and I think that the, the most powerful way to just really let that go and to free yourself is by forgiving. Now, I'm, you know, if you forgive a spouse, I'm not saying you should stay with them, right? Especially like if you're like, you know what? my the father of my children cheated or he did this and i'm leaving do it you know all the power for you but i still think you need to forgive because if Mm -hmm. you hold on to that you might take that out on those children you Mm -hmm. know especially if they look like the father but like when you don't forgive like it eats at you right it it sits inside like it continues to build so at some point like you have to be like all right i don't have to like this person but i at least have to let some of it go in order for me to move on for me to grow um i know we're gonna you have a response to that? No, I was just going to say, if we can just get 30 seconds of closing statements from the panel. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to take 30 seconds of closing statements from everybody. But before we get there, I have one more toss-up question oh. for you, which is Lemonade spawned a lot of memes on the internet, a ton of them, like uh, like 5,000 of them I've seen. Um, so I'm sure you've seen some of them too. What was your favorite Lemonade meme? Do you have one? <laughs> oh, the one where um, there were so many where Jay-Z, where like basically he was looking back like, oh, like he had a face of shocked and like oh my god Beyonce we're feeling the, the wrath of Beyonce like mm-hmm. I like those a lot what was your favorite I think it was like the Mr. Crab meme when you know like Mr. Crab and he's like looking all crazy <laughs> and like some random Beyonce lyric from, so I think that was my favorite you one you want to know what my favorite one was yes. it was a tweet that a black woman sent out it was a picture of Hillary Clinton and it said <laughs> Hillary Clinton to black voters <laughs> I got cheated on by Becky with the good hair, too. (laughs) That was my favorite one by far. On that note, before we wrap up, I want to take closing statements from everybody. I'm going to actually leave this to you guys. I've said everything that I needed to say. Uh, Tiffany, let us know what you're feeling about Lemonade. What are your final thoughts? My final thoughts on Lemonade is that one it continues to show that Beyonce is a musical genius, but also her, you know, her... Her contributions to, like, the directing world and her imagery, like, you know, this is going to be nominated, well, hopefully, they're they're submitting it for an Emmy. Mm -hmm. So, for me, I just felt like this also so empowering for, you know, little black girls to see that, you know, you just don't have to be a dancer or a singer. You could be so involved in different areas when it comes to entertainment. And this is definitely, I feel like, a rally cry for black women. It's a rally cry for black people. And we should definitely take this and really digest this album because it was so much influences from African culture or black American culture. It's so much that we can learn from this album and we definitely should not treat it as a marketing ploy or just another way for her and Jay-Z to have, you know, be in the limelight because she was making millions before Lemonade came out, you know? And I definitely think we need to really take what she's saying into consideration, whether it's about love and fidelity and, you know, just just being a black woman in America and appreciate what she's saying and and honor what she's saying. Absolutely. Selena? No, absolutely right I, I agree with that and you know me as a socially conscious human being I always appreciate when artists especially those with platforms as big as Beyonce use their influence for the greater good and raise the level of consciousness when I watched Eric Gardner's mother in the in that in, in freedom and I watched Michael Brown's mother shed a tear while holding a, a picture of her son I felt that pain and I was like thank you B 
Thank you. Like we need that. We need to show America that there is there is pain. There is struggle when it comes to black women. But it's also so much resilience. Like we've made it through the Middle Passage, which she brings up. We made it from Africa, from West Africa, from Ghana. And we made it here. And we still kept tight on a lot of customs and a lot of even religious practices. Um, and, and another point that was really big, too, that, uh, that she brought up was, you know, just the theme. Making lemons, making lemonades from lemon and like from lemons. Now, her grand, her great grandmother, I think, was like 90 years old. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who said that. And she was like, I was handing down lemons, but I made lemonade as black women. That's like a part of your mantra. Right. Mm -hmm. It's 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 just the becoming of who you are. And I think that Beyonce portrayed that really well. And I give her so much kudos and so much respect. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going straight into the news roundup right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. I'm not broken, I'm not crying, I'm not crying You ain't trying hard enough, you ain't loving hard enough You don't love me deep enough, we not reaching big enough Blindly in love, I fucked with you, to love me 